Hi, everyone. Welcome to Manager IQ's Manager Skills Corner podcast. Manager IQ's mission is to provide an online space where managers can access all the resources, learnings, and tools to build their manager toolkit, and also to provide you with a community of managers to lean on. We want to build the confidence and capability of managers, which will enable their success and have this positive ripple effect to their people and the businesses that they support. We currently have a new manager development program, a manager growth membership site, and podcasts such as the Manager Interview Series and the Manager Skills Corner podcast. This podcast is designed to bring experts in specific areas of management to share their knowledge and experience with the Manager IQ community. We want managers to be able to easily consume information on the go and increase their understanding of a particular skill. We share tips and tricks which you can implement into your management practice. For more information about Manager IQ and our products, check out our website www.manageriq.com. Now, let's check out today's episode. We're here today to talk to Jessica Peoples, founder of People Perspectives, a coaching space where your work-life aspirations and ambitions can become a reality. We're excited to talk to Jess. She has a decade of experience across numerous of different sectors and industries. Jessica has been in London. She's been in Brisbane. She's been in Sydney. She's been all over the place and um, formerly from New Zealand as well. So it's got a raft of knowledge internationally that she can bring to this conversation. She's very passionate about creating new pathways for others to reach their potential. And that's the reason why Jess founded her own company called People Perspectives. Jess, give us a little bit of a background about you that I haven't covered in the introduction and and why coaching is so exciting for you. Yeah, thank you, Lex. And thank you for your generous introduction. Uh, So I started my coaching journey about four years ago um, and more formally, um, I've, I've done some training through the IECL. And for me, I've always been told um, a inquisitive person. Uh, I am genuinely curious. And, you know, just from those initial conversations with my, my first coaches, I just started to see such a significant impact uh, that coaching can have on people in all aspects of their lives. Uh, and so I continued that journey and as I got, I think, you know, talking to people in other organizations and even outside of work, I thought, you know, it's such a important skill uh, and can have such a positive impact. I would really love to, I guess, broaden my, my scope and, and impact more people. I think, you know, the pandemic also gave me uh, some motivation to, to do a my um, side business and and also potentially look at you know international reach and working more broadly outside of my geography and uh, now that virtual work has become uh, very much the norm so yeah started um, my business about a year ago and I'm excited to kind of see where it goes and and uh, the, for the rest of the year. That's fabulous. And I love that. I hear a lot of stories now around how the how the pandemic has actually sparked people's thinking around what else they could be doing um, other than what they do on their day to day job. Um, but also, I get the sense that people really do want to make an impact on others and on their, themselves. Um, so I'm finding that I'm talking to a lot of people who are now starting to think a little bit more broadly around what they can do differently. 
um, to guess fill their cup or energy be energized and so forth. So I'm I'm excited to see um, you know where you'll take people perspectives, and I can I can guarantee knowing you that um, you're going to make a lot of impact on on individuals' life. So that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Let's. I guess get down to to the definition in your view around what is coaching, um, so we can give everyone who's listening to this um, podcast a little bit of an understanding, but all get onto the same page as we go on to um, further deep dive into the space. Coaching gets thrown around a lot, uh, and I, I think you know you can have a coaching mindset, you can ask good questions, um, you you can coach on the job, um, but when we we talk about coaching, it's really about Working with people that are well and helping them get from where they are to where they want to be. So it's really helping people reach their potential. I heard a really great comment uh, by Carol Kaufman recently, and it was saying, she was saying that you know counselling is almost helping people with their trail of tears, and coaching is very much about helping people with uh, you know their dreams. Uh, so it's really about that forward-focused mindset, um, and really, it's the skill is less talking and more asking. So you help people think more deeply, and really create insights themselves that they might not have thought of uh, without a coach. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do believe that coaching is, you know, flung around a lot, and I think there is more and more. I would say maybe pressure for managers to upskill in this area, to be better in this area. But I know from my own experience, starting up coaching is quite um, daunting. I feel that um, as a a big talker myself um, and probably more a mentor by natural you know, skill set, um, I found coaching quite difficult in the sense that I kept on thinking, what is the next question to ask? Like that, I felt like I was, you know, like forgoing the listening to think about the next question so I could get the next question out. Is that something that, you know, through your training that you've experienced or had to overcome as well? Have you heard that from other coaches? Yeah, absolutely. And similarly, I am an extrovert. I like a chat. Uh, I think, you know, we have been taught throughout our formal schooling years um, and the way that we even uh, come up through institutions such as universities and organisations that we need to have the answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know even just as a a child and growing up, you know, you were told have the answer, you want to get the answer right. And so for me, it has been unlearning a lot of that behaviour um, I even have to practice as a parent not to just jump in um, with mm. my opinion or my answer because I know from the training and experience that I've had, really just holding that space, taking the pause, allowing the silence to happen has a really positive impact. And it's not perfect all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, I agree it's been uh, hard work for for me as well and I still don't get it right all of the time mm-hmm. uh, but much more comfortable with silence. Mm. Yeah that's so interesting and I love the idea of practicing with those who are around you in a safe space be it your kids you know your husband your wife your partner you know whoever your friends um, you know just in a conversation just sitting in the silence a little bit in letting them you know really explain what they're trying to say and and so forth or articulate it in a different way I, I guess uh, is another um, good way of doing it so I like that kind of almost like hot tip that you weaved in there 
Um, for managers themselves, so you're talking about moving a person from position A to position B. If a manager was uh, going to look at their people, when would they identify that it is a good time to start coaching somebody? Oh, look, I don't think there is any bad time to start coaching somebody from my perspective. There's absolutely a time and a place. So there are times where people do genuinely need a bit of help or guidance or advice. Mm -hmm. With managers, it's really about starting to understand what coaching is going to do for you. So how can your people benefit from it? What behaviours will change from it? So... As a manager, if you are early in your manager career, you know, maybe just start trying to ask a few more questions. Maybe just have a bit more self-awareness about how much talking you're doing. And if you get to the point where you feel more comfortable to start practicing some of those uh, on-the-job, short, sharp coaching conversations, perhaps share that with your, your employees and just say, hey, look, this is something I'm trying. You're going to hear me asking a few more questions mm -hmm. and really sit with the question and take a bit of time to reflect and think, hmm, how is that different to if I just jumped in and provided advice straight away? Mm. I love that. I love the idea of actually being open and transparent, the fact that you are building that skill um, and that you're going to be trying it out. And I guess it opens the conversation to also getting feedback around how the, you know, the few additional questions worked for that individual so that you can see the impact. So I really like that. I think that that's such a good way to start off your your coaching and and being able to then slowly evolve and get more comfortable with asking the questions and sitting in the silence. Um, have there been instances in your experience where individuals have almost, you know, within the team, pushed back on coaching a little bit or, or not been open minded to it? Or Yes, and I think it's often the case that there may not have been uh, role modeling or the intention set that it's OK not to have the answers. Mm. Uh, so you might have employees that feel like they need to respond straight away and they can't get something wrong or have a go. Um, mm. So that can often impact the coaching dynamic. And again, it's about being really clear about why coaching's important. We know that when we ask a good question and people feel seen and heard, that's a really, really important way to build trust. So I guess I would invite the listeners to just take a moment and reflect, is there a time where your manager has just jumped in and spoken over you and provided advice and actually you're sitting there thinking, okay, so they don't really care what I think or they don't want to know what my opinion is or they haven't actually even asked me how my day was. They've just jumped right into task-based conversations. It doesn't feel good and there is just so much research to show that by even just asking a question, it can build trust and show that people that they they feel they cared about, you know, you want to hear what they have to say. Uh, and we know that that then fuels innovation. Mm. I love the idea of, you know, asking good questions or, you know, I guess you also spoke about having a curious mindset yourself, I think, earlier in the conversation. So I guess that's what it's about, asking good questions, having a curious mindset. 
will help the individual feel like you trust them and you know you care about their opinion. But I also think from a manager's perspective, it will also reduce the level of assumptions that take pl- take you know place in the person's mind and that manager's mind. Because they're asking more questions, they're understanding the other side, the other perspective. What I've found um, even for myself in my own management practice in the past is that I've gone into a conversation thinking this individual didn't prepare well enough, you know, they didn't do whatever it was. So I've had all these assumptions in my mind. However, once I started to ask a few more questions, I realized that the task was delegated to them at the last minute or, you know, something else was going on for them personally, or um, they maybe the, the, the way that I articulated the ask wasn't necessarily how they had heard the ask, whatever it might be. What I liked about the going into the conversation with that coaching, you know, asking um, questions approach, it meant that I was able to wash away all those assumptions and actually help us both get onto the same page around what happened in that scenario and where to get to, um, you know, to, if that scenario happened again. Yeah, and you don't have to be uh, an executive coach. You don't have to necessarily go and do formal training. The I guess the advice for this for this group listening to the, the, the podcast would be just ask one question at a time. So in that example, Lex, it might be, hey, this is what's happened, you know, can you help me understand what got in the way? Mm-hmm. What might you have done differently next time? Mm-hmm. And can you see how that's very different to jumping in with, you didn't do this deliverable, this didn't happen, you know, tell me why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a very different feeling. And at least then if you have, have given them the opportunity to feel seen and heard, they might come back and go, yeah, I just didn't do it. And you go, okay, well, at least they know that I've, I've checked before I've made assumptions. Yeah. You know, the other really, really common thing that I see is that when managers don't ask good questions, they might end up unintentionally doing work that they really don't need to be doing. And it's a bit of a double-edged sword because they think they're helping but really they're not empowering that person. They might be creating a bottleneck. They are then uh, almost sending a message that they don't think the person can do it. So it's a very big difference if one of your team comes to you and uh, doesn't know how to do something, instead of just jumping in and doing it and giving advice, ask one or two questions, help them have a go, Mm -hmm. and the hope would be that next time they are more inclined to give it a go themselves, um, which, you know, is a win-win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I guess coaching is almost like an investment, I think, in your people, an investment in their development, but then also an opportunity for the manager to create capacity, um, innovative thinking, you know, for themselves, I guess, and their people. But it's a huge, uh, it's got huge potential to have, you know, quite wide reaching impacts for for the team and for the manager themselves. Yeah, and particularly in this context. So we know with rapid technological change, jobs are becoming more sophisticated. You know, we've got AI um, coming out and just week by week getting more sophisticated. What does that mean? Well, it means that we're having to unlearn, reskill. We're working in really complex environments. Innovation's going to be really important. Collective thinking's going to be really important. Change is just moving so fast. We can't work the way we used to. Mm-hmm. So being curious 
is a really, really important skill to have as a manager because you're just simply not going to be able to have all the answers going forward. Mm. So it's so important that you are able to ask other people and create that environment where people don't feel like they have to have the answer and they can come at new problems or tasks in a really curious way uh, mm. and, and work more collectively. Yeah, it's quite interesting because I've heard quite often um, leaders or other people um, in my environment speak about some of the fundamental learning opportunities that they had when they're, you know, junior and going into their career is when their manager actually coached them. You know, that maybe we're talking about day to day coaching in the, for tasks or you know projects that are on, because what it ended up teaching them, not necessarily how to do that specific task, but how to problem solve, how to be curious, how to pr- approach um, things in a different way so that they're able to then identify what the path to the answer is or, you know, what the answer is itself. Uh, it comes up time and time again around that's one of the more powerful skills that a manager has provided to their people. Yeah, I've seen that too. I've, I've felt that myself um, as well. So I think, you know, to to pull that all together, there's two parts to it. If your manager is curious, you feel like they care. Mm-hmm. They've heard your perspective. Um, they've tested their assumptions with you. And they're showing that they're invested in your development. Mm. Yeah, so, fabulous. Bit of a win-win, I think, although I'm probably biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fabulous. So... Are you a new manager looking to build your manager toolkit? Well, the new manager development program is just for you. We cover four modules, which is looking at what is the role of the manager, how to set yourself up as a manager, how to set your team up, and then looking into the future. We have an excellent free trial that is available to all. If you would like access to it, please visit our website today, www.manageriq.com. What are some of the, I guess, barriers that we might not have talked about for managers either starting out or even managers that do have experience with coaching that might be useful to um, let the managers on this call know about? Well, I think we've mentioned a couple of them, and that is that we we tend to be programmed to have the answers. Uh, That is still something I observe, even with my own children uh, at school. So I work very hard with them to um, help them think of it differently. Uh, And so I think, you know, that is a barrier. And I would encourage everybody listening to really just test yourself, you know, next time you don't have the answer, just be more aware of that feeling that comes up and it can feel uncomfortable. So I guess the way that we recommend um, you overcome that is to really just acknowledge that and learn to, uh, I guess, name the emotion and work through it and then be curious again to be uh, really mindful of what your, you know, your, your next steps are. It's really accepting it's okay not to have the answer mm. and it's going to be really important that managers role model that themselves with some vulnerability. Another barrier that I have observed is there's a tendency for coaching to focus on underperformers. Uh, so I think, you know, if we can shift that to be uh, more mainstream, uh, more broader, as in, you know, day-to-day coach, you might even really flip it on its head to say, hey, what went really well? You know, that was a really great outcome. What do you think it was that you did that led to that? Mm-hmm. 
And you can see how that's quite different to really draw out the behaviors. And so people are clear on what they should keep doing as well. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that would be the second thing I'd say is coaching doesn't have to be to solve a problem or develop somebody. It can be day to day to really just start to think about those observable behaviors, the things that you want to see and hear and observe others. And that could be something that they keep doing as well. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love the idea that it's, you know, coaching for one and coaching for all, I guess, oh, is, yeah. is the mantra, right? So I I agree wholeheartedly that that's the case. And I do wonder if it's something that can be implemented as part of, I guess, a team's culture in the sense it's not necessarily just the manager that can coach, but actually um, individuals within the team can start to ask a few more questions as well and and start to coach each other and even you know it might be to the manager I mean I guess it could, you don't want it to go to the nth degree but you know to an extent you can actually practice this skill set way before you become manager um, and help you know your whole team have a whole coaching mindset. Yeah absolutely and you can do fun things like question meetings or you know talk in questions you can do some role plays where somebody only asks questions somebody only gives advice and that's mm -hmm. quite a different feeling um you know i often just do a really simple check can this be answered with a yes or no yeah uh, we know that you know the how and the what questions do tend to dig a deeper response one of my favorite simple models is the Michael Bunyay Stania uh, seven habits uh, seven coaching questions and he's got the coaching habit book and he has these seven really simple questions and it's just you know hey what's on your mind pause and you know that's another really important point Lex you know for the listeners so asking a question just one question at a time just one that's okay but listen to the answer. And mm. you mentioned earlier, it's so easy to start to think, you know, what can I say next? Just catch yourself. Um, so really take a, take a real, make a real effort to, to listen. And it might be counting. I know Michael Bunny-Stranger does this counting five fingers. So just tap five fingers and just start to get more comfortable with that silence. Uh, because you could go out there and ask all the greatest questions in the world, but if you actually don't listen to the answer or even demonstrate to the the other person that you're listening, you know, it doesn't have the same impact either. Mm -hmm. I'll um I'll put a, a link or I'll at least uh, reference the the book that you mentioned there so that if anyone wants to do from, some further reading, they're able to do so, um, especially if you find it so simple and useful to be able to apply. Um. We've talked about a couple of tips and tricks, you know, um, ask just one question at the time, sit and listen. Um, I think there's an aspect of mindfulness in there around, you know, being in the moment. And once again, just continually, if you get distracted about what's the next question or something else that's going on, continuously bring yourself back to that moment. But any other tips and tricks that you might want to offer the, um, the listeners? Thank you. As you of speaking then, you know, self-compassion, like this stuff is not easy. Human beings are complex. We're working in a very agile, fast-changing global context. And be kind to yourself. So practice one question. You might not get it right. Maybe the person might look at you weird and think, hold on, you've been telling me advice for the last, you know, a few years and all of a sudden, hold on, you're asking me a question. That's okay. 
if you ask a yes, no, closed question and you don't really get much back from the person, that's okay. Try again. If you're drifting off thinking about what you're going to be doing after work and not listening, that's okay. Just get better next time. Uh, bring some awareness to it. Uh, I know, you know, there's a lot of great quotes out there, but one um, I love and I can't remember who said it, but, you know, leadership happens one conversation at a time. And so my, my I guess, t- top tip would just be one question at a time and start to really create that habit. It might even be with you, you know, your kids as you pick them up from school. Um, instead of saying, did you have a good day? you might say, you know, what was the most exciting thing you did today? So just starting to really bring some awareness to some of those questions and make sure you listen and have a bit of fun with it. Those are all fantastic tips. Thank you so much, um, Jess. Um, If there was a manager who actually was going to initiate a conversation with an individual around it might be good for either their career or some sort of behavior or some sort of performance type scenario that um, they might benefit from coaching. Would there be a way that you would, I guess, articulate that to an individual to get them into the right headspace to be open to that type of um, development? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think just investing in somebody's development generally is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. So positioning it as a, this could be a really beneficial thing for you to do because uh, some of the things we've talked about today, you could incorporate in that. You know, role modeling is really important. Perhaps if a manager has benefited from coaching, I know a lot of the coaches that I coach actually share that with their team and they go, you know, hey, like we're, we're humans, we're all imperfect. I'm doing some work with an executive coach and these are some things I'm trying. Um, so, you know, as, as we kind of create cultures where development is not just accepted but the norm because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Lex, but I don't think anyone's perfect. Um, and, and in the changing environment, there's always something to do differently. So maybe you can anchor it to that as well. So if you have somebody that has, you know, could do with a bit of extra support, um, maybe, you know, anchor it to a change that's happening or some sort of a transformation. Maybe it's a new leader. I would caution managers from sweeping this all in together with performance management. So mm-hmm. providing feedback and performance management is, is a different is a different situation. Um, you would do some coaching in that. But if there's a formal process, um, you know, that's not necessarily coaching. We're talking about coaching as in asking better questions, creating, uh, you know, environments where people can think differently, uh, come up with their own insights, you know, come up with some specific actions that they're going to take to shift a mindset or change behavior. Uh, so, you know, I think that's just a really important point there. There will be times where somebody might just need a bit of extra support and coaching absolutely could be one of those uh, support options for them. Mm. And I think it's always about, um, you know, across whatever a manager does, it's all about being authentic, right? You don't want to come across as not being authentic. So when you're jumping to the conversation, it's around ensuring that whatever you're doing is actually to the benefit of their success, the team success, the business success, but the individual success in, in particular, I think it can be quite a powerful message for, for an individual that a manager is investing in that and wants to see them succeed. 
Yeah, and if if I could make one, you know, point for this audience is we are taught in our training to coach somebody, you have to see the potential. So that there's, you know, a, a metaphor that there's some gold in there. And I genuinely believe everybody has some gold. Mm -hmm. um, it might not come out in every organization or role or situation. But as a coach, you need to see that person's potential and you're helping essentially them move all that rubble and dig through all those, you know, all that soil and come through those obstacles to get to their gold. Uh, and that's, you know, in a very different, different situation as to whether there might be, you know, something else going on, whether it be well-being or performance. You know, mm -hmm. that's really not what we're talking about. Like I said earlier, we are following the trail of dreams. So we're helping somebody get from where they are now to where they want to be. Yeah, fabulous. And where they want to be could be short term or long term. And um, yeah. sometimes understanding where the long term is, there are so many little steps you can take to get to the long term. So, um, you know, it can be quite powerful to to, I guess, even step it out like that. Um, Jess, it's been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. And, you know, just to, I guess, summarize some of the points that we've made here is that, you know, coaching can be for everyone within your team and it can be done just by one asking one more question. So you don't have to necessarily have formal education or training to be a coach when you're in a management role or even if you're not even in a management role, you can be a coach. It doesn't matter what role you play within a team. Um, there's been some hot tips that Jess has shared as well around you know asking that one question sitting in the uncomfortable silence if you feel it uncomfortable and actually listening to the answers and um, making I guess I guess just one more question more meaningful and building that trust with your people um, Jess any other summaries that you would make um, from the conversation before we we head off Oh, look, I think that, you know, the key thing, the key things you've covered, you know, I work a lot with individuals one on one. So in an executive coaching setting um, and sometimes, you know, helping them develop coaching skills as part of that. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing um, I, I like to do is also just help with the skills of coaching more broadly in a teaming situation. Um, so, yeah, I, I would not be sitting here if I didn't see a really, really positive impact um, and, and usually only even over a couple of sessions. So when I work with coaches, it doesn't need to be a long-term engagement. The hope would be mm -hmm. that, you know, three to six uh, times and they've got their toolkit and they go away and they practice and if they want to come back for a maintenance session, that's fine. Uh, but it is really remarkable how quickly we can see an uplift in the skill of co coaching. Oh, amazing. Fabulous. And people's perspectives, you've got, you know, individual one-on-one -on -one coaching that you mentioned before. You do facilitation. You do, um, I guess, career and transition coaching. You do content design. You have a whole bunch of um, service offerings there. If anyone wanted to get in touch with, uh, with you, what is the best way to do so? Yeah, great. Uh, so people's perspective my surname is peoples so I thought that was a pretty fun play on words <laughs> peoples perspective dot uh, com dot au and uh, I have an email address there as well and mobile and I offer a, a 15 minute complimentary get to know you almost chemistry check uh, just to check that it is the right time for you for coaching and we're the right fit um, so, yeah, would really, really be keen to hear from anybody interested in having a chat about the space. 
Thank you so much for your time. You've been so generous with both your time and um, knowledge. I think that managers are going to take a lot away from this conversation. And I just love the tips that you've provided. Um, building the knowledge, you know, for, of our people and our managers in our community is a key focus of Manager IQ. So I feel like we've we've done that today. But we might get you back, Jess, another time for another episode to deep dive on another aspect of coaching. So um, you might hear again from Jess in the future um, Manager IQ community. But for now, thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you have any feedback or would like us to deep dive on a specific skill, please email us at hello at manageriq.com. Thanks very much. Have a good day.